Pod Askew Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Brad. And this is Rob. And I'm Dustin. Uh, you guys, I messed up. We got... We, uh, me- uh. I hate him so much, Rob. Kill yourself already. Jeez. Oh, we can't use this one. Because you dropped the F-bomb and you told him to kill himself. Oh, did I say something wrong? Only on Big Heads Media. Yes! Nailed it! God, I hate you guys. Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Are you like done being like a birthday boy? Can we get? Can we move on? No, you have more birthday things to read later. So fuck you. Oh uh, um, shit. <laughs> um, again, dude. Thank you for doing that. By the way, getting all those people to to wish me happy birthday, especially on such short notice, you know. You're welcome. I did what I could, but then like, you did the unthinkable and you managed to fucking get the podfather himself to do it. You know, well, it's you know. really fucking funny because I'll tweet celebrities all the time. I tweeted Kevin, Mark Hamill, really don't get much of a response anymore. I think they, just, I think they pretty much muted me on Twitter, which is fine. And then you do it one fucking time for the first and you get the man himself not not only to come but to retweet and comment and give you some phrase well you son of a bitch well see here's the key you just need to lose your job but that's another conversation um (laughs) i mean turn 40 and lose your job i don't know what to tell you um but listen, I we have. I don't really want to do that. No, I don't want to. I didn't want to do it, but here we are. Anyway, listen, we have guests that are already on the line listening to us talk bullshit. So can I bring them into the conversation, and then well, you can continue to give me shit as usual. Um, our guests this week are returning yes, guests, must. and what, what now? You're lagging like crazy. Shut up. Anyway, um. Our guests this week are returning guests, and we we had a well. I had a blast when they were on the show last time. Rico was you know too lazy to join us. Um, I was sick, lazy, sick. Call it what you want. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Ashley, quote unquote, sick. Um, Ashley and Joe from Lulu Multiprofs are back with us. How are you guys? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Joe. Good, good, good to good talk to you guys again. <clears throat> Um, how, how, before we get in, we have a topic tonight, unlike last time where we just did an interview with you guys, which was a lot of fun and a great, great conversation. This time we have you on because we want to discuss a topic and we wanted your expertise to be a part of it. But before we get into all that, um, how's things going on with Lilu? What's, what's going on? How did the Brendan Fraser signing happen yet? No, that okay. is actually coming up. That's probably going to be mid-March. Okay. I didn't know if you guys had a date locked down. I couldn't remember. So, yeah. No, he's got a couple of things going on. So there was there's a window between like two weeks in March that we're going to be uh, solidifying a, a day on and, and doing it on that. 
particular date. So we do, we, we have a window. We don't have an exact date yet. Gotcha. Sometimes with signings, that's what happens. Yeah. 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 Of course. <clears throat> of course. So, um, and, uh, we recently announced, uh, Alex winter. Uh, oh yes, I, I did see that, pay. which I wish I had some money because that's one I would want. I mean, you've done a couple that I would want, but Alex's winner is one I would definitely would want because I'm a huge yeah, Bill and Ted fan. Yeah. Um, by the way, in that same vein, just going back to the interview when we did the last time, I did you guys see, I think it was for AstroCon, I might be saying it wrong, but it was some one of the conventions because you know that um, uh, and Jeff Anderson's done doing the conventions now, and they him and O'Halloran did like a video that was a la Clerks without actually using Dante and Randall, and I think he's wearing the Reaper's hat that you gave him. So, yes, and I noticed that when I was watching, and I was like, "That's I know where that came from, David." So very cool for you guys because I'm sure yeah, a lot actually, of people saw it. Um, we'll we'll say it here. I think we can can we can we say it? I, I guess. I mean, we were actually. Uh, I think they're both announced. They're they're we both are. doing a convention that we were um, contacted by um, because they want movie. Oh, for convention. So we're going to be debuting movie um, for our convention tour at uh, at this convention coming up. Can you say what it's convention it be... is, or no? I guess. Yeah, yeah I it's, it's uh, Saratoga Comic Con. Okay, all right, that's awesome, guys. Congratulations! I, I, you, well, since you're saying it now, <laughs> I knew about movie. You told me about movie off air last time, and I was so fucking jealous. I mean, you guys have such cool memorabilia anyway and we talked into that last time um which does touch on tonight's topic but rico you know as much we all joked around before we started recording rico did not get to talk to you guys very much last time so i want to give him a few minutes before we get into tonight's topic if he has anything he wants to say well it's really so um i saw for the second time i saw reboot on the roadshow out here in Oakland at the Fox Theater, which was the first night of the two of the of the roadshow. When uh, Kevin did his reboot roadshow part two, it was actually out here in Oakland when he restarted it. And it was at the Fox Theater, and I actually happened to attend it. And during his Q&A, he did the whole thing, and he talked about you guys and actually gave you guys the full credit of... Uh, Basically, being the the first stepping stone to getting Clerks Three actually getting started. So I just wanted you guys to know that. Thank That's you. Awesome. Oh, hi, Kitty. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Every, every uh, once in a while, we'll hear from like people that we know that have gone to the show, um, or people that we've met online because of like the the signing and everything. Oh, hey, we heard, we heard you being talked about, or Kevin gave you guys a shout out last night. Yeah, yeah I'll get I mean, messages from uh, members of the uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, World of Kevin Smith page. Yeah, um, they'll they'll message me and they'll be like, "Hey, Kevin mentioned you last night." And I'm like, "Oh, I and love when, him." Well, if if it's any, uh, if I can tweet toot my own horn, when he when he said that, I started applauding and I got everyone to apl- start applauding you guys. Nice. Good job, well, thank Rico. you, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That's the, uh, what I am. That's what I am. I'm the ultimate fucking cheerleader here for for CJ, for you guys, for Kevin, for my cat. Frank Sinatra, Mark Gamble. 
<laughs> it really is weird in a positive way getting to know you guys because now like we can hear those events you know things like that Rico can be at the road show and hear about something like that and we like we know those people and not in a way of like we know who they are like we know they exist like I can contact you and be like Hey guys, what's up? You know what I mean, and that's kind of same thing with with Jamie Cadiers. Like we've we've gotten yeah. to a point with her where I like we hear her name or we see her on on Batman Beyond or Batman Beyond. I did that again. Um, you can you know I can reach out to her and be like, you were awesome that night, you know, or whatever. It's it's kind of a cool feeling, at least for me. Call it dumb, but whatever. To be fair. The name Cat Ears sounds like a new future version of Catwoman that would be on Batman Beyond. So yeah, that's true. Okay, um, but you're right. It's, it's weird. Nice. I got I have Eddie Pence's in my fucking phone. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah, like that. That's what's weird is I can just like scroll through my contacts. You're like, should I edit some people? Well, my girl almost dead. I'll get rid of her. But I got <laughs> Eddie Pence. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, so it's this cool thing, and and to that point, that's kind of brings us to what we were going to talk about tonight. I have, Rico and I have talked about this off air a few times, and I I I think I was the one that brought it to you the first time, wasn't it, Rico? Like a year ago, if not longer, maybe. Um, yeah, we we touched upon it um, because we were going through our own kind of fan, like not so much like it was like fan frothiness, where it was like they were foaming <laughs> at the mouth. And we were like, okay, there's good fandom and there's bad fandom. Ultimately, I think we started out from us talking about Star Wars. No, no, for me, it's it's it goes deeper and longer than than even Potescu because, yeah. like, all right, um, well, let's talk about let's say what we're going to talk about. So our our topic tonight is like you said, fandom, and my biggest issue. And Ashley and Joe, jump in immediately if you need to because. You just have to fight for space between me and Rico. Um, is that True. what defines a fan? And, and what I mean by that is like, I'm a huge Metallica fan. Rico knows this. We've talked about it a hundred times over. And I own every piece of music I think they've ever recorded that's been available for public consumption. And yet I know, and I, you know, I, Ashley, you mentioned the world of Kevin Smith, which has nothing to do with Metallica, but it's a fan page for fans of Kevin Smith. While I'm in, I'm on some fan pages for Metallica, and like they they act like if you don't own every T-shirt and every poster and been to every concert, like what what level defines when fandom kicks in? And and yeah. that is a debate that I want to not a debate, but a discussion that I want to yeah. have. And I thought you guys, with what you do with the signings, would be perfect to to help help us maybe sort out an answer. Maybe we won't come up with an answer, but at least deep dive the discussion. I think it's interesting because like they will, they have a fucking movie. Like, yes. you know, if they were like shitty about it, they could be like, well, we don't know because we're real Kevin Smith fans because we have a movie in our living room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or movie you got, theater. None or of you guys are fans compared yeah. to us. Well, you're well not if like you want to start this off and do it like, textbook wise please if you want if you want to dig like start off with the basic like academia like definition like and this is how we're going to get like technical here fan comes from the word fan like fanatic right so if you want to technically take it down to its like baseline a fan is someone who is technically a fanatic of whatever topic 
sports team, whatever. Sports yeah. team, genre, whatever it is. So it could be sports. It could be a you know a book series or even a or even an author, whatever it is. But I think what it's evolved to when it, and this is where we can get into crazy discussions um, is it's become like a competition mm-hmm. of how right. extreme of a fan, and that's when it kind of like tips the scales into like toxic fandom Mm -hmm. where people are so extreme that what what was that um movie that um john travolta fanatic was it and was it the fanatic wasn't it like um the limp biscuit guy fred durst did where it was like they were just the point of stalking Mm -hmm. because they're so or, or or imagining a relationship with the person that you are a fan of because of that toxic mentality. And and to that same point, Enrico, you may know this movie because you're just a fan of both these actors, but there's a De Niro and Wesley Snipes. I think it's De Niro and Wesley Snipes movie called the fan where Snipes is a baseball player and De Niro's like the obsessed fan. Don't don't call me a fan when she just gave a fucking description of what a fan really means. <laughs> Wait, which by the way, you just raised the intelligence level of this show like two hundred percent just with that one few moments there. I it's thought a fan was mean, like a thing uh, that gave you cold air. Like that's what. The no, fuck? stop it, Joe. What were you gonna say? It's like it's not really. I know a lot of people knock on others, saying, "Oh, you're not a real fan because you don't have every newspaper clipping and every album and every T-shirt ever produced." All right, well, not every fan has the money to go and be able to build a collection like that, which I can totally understand, 100%. I understand that. Yeah. Like, I think it's more of you know that you're part of a certain fandom if you're going about your everyday life and you're like. You're comparing things to whatever that topic is, whether it's your favorite sports team or the latest album that you've been listening to nonstop or your favorite show or movie or actor or whoever it is. Well, and it's something that you like. It's almost like when you fall in love with someone. It's like when you're thinking about them during the day or at work or like if it's a certain album and you're you're doing boring stuff at work, putting stuff together and then the song's playing in your head constantly and then you right. find yourself – Every time that you see it somewhere, you gravitate towards it, whether it's on a magazine or something, you can consider yourself part of that fandom. Does that mean you're a fan of me? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a fanatic. Yes. Yeah. Are you a fanatic of, of, of me? Yes. Aww. Aww. That's, that's adorable. Um, <laughs> <my follow-up. laughs> uh, I, I can I could speak for... Because I, at one point, did cross from... Hey, I like Frank Sinatra's music too. I have to have everything. And I was eight years old when I got my dad introduced Sinatra to me, and and like it went from oh, I've got some albums, I've got a, I've got a poster, I've got a couple books, maybe some movies that he was starred in, and then it got to the point where like my room, like when I was eleven, looked like a. It, it looked like a cop trying to fucking like solve a mystery where that there was like, like always sunny. Yeah. Without the string, but it looked more like, <laughs> like, like Danny Glover's room in saw or like a scene in seven. And like, I had newspaper articles where it had nothing to do with Sinatra 
but they mentioned his name and I highlighted it. And then our <laughs> my dad walked in one time. He's like, "All right, we need to fucking talk." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, had a similar collection, but it wasn't Frank Sinatra. That's funny though. But but Rico, you're not a true fan. You're not a true fan because you never went to any of his concerts. <laughs> Because when he died, I was seven. <laughs> hey, although yeah, excuse, although right? For a for a brief period, even though I'm an atheist, I don't believe in an afterlife or anything. I did think for one weird second, I'm like, he died right before I got into him in a really weird, like, obsessed way. I was like, did I get like kind of possessed by Sinatra's ghost or oh something? Oh my shit? god. But look, bear in mind, I was a fucking youngster, and I was like, "Yeah." No, this was last week. Don't even fucking lie, Rico. You that was possessed by his biggest <laughs> fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was. Uh, it was uh, Frank Sinatra Jr. That's who I was uh, possessed by. You were possessed by his biggest fan during his prime. <laughs> what a ninety-year-old woman from a Bobby Soxer fucking era. No, well, uh, when, yeah. when he was in his prime, his, his biggest fans were ladies. No, not necessarily. Um, well, Rico well, would I, know, you know. I would know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. <laughs> but, here, but 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 that there was the transition because before I got into that, before I got into Sinatra, I had no taste or even a, a real fandom of music. Like I listened to what you my you still dad don't have played. taste in music. You, you know what? Yeah. You you can suck James Hetfield's <laughs> fat cock. All right. <laughs> Because and as you're doing it, nothing else matters. Oh, how do you how do you know it's that? Yeah, right. How do you know? Because only that guy could sing that low with a fat cock. <laughs> and again, know. exactly why I said the work yeah. podcast. This is a not safe for work. Oh, podcast. we people know that. Trust me. That's <laughs> I'll ask him for you if we ever do a signing with Italian. You do a signing with James Hetfield, and I fucking better be there. I will walk if I have to to be a part you of know, that. I live like a stone's throw from El Cerrito. Yeah, but that's they, not where he lives live. anymore. So I know, but where they used to live and record. So I guess. All right, I had a point here. God damn it. Um. Yeah, but it point, takes me a year to get there. Well, stop interrupting me, fuck nut, and I'll fucking get there. So I went through a weird, it, it, it was, my dad would just play classical music, Pavarotti and shit like that, and it was fine. It was a nice way for me to bomb my dad, Italian music and all that shit. But I, at the time, the music that was popular was like Britney Spears and NSYNC and shit like that. Nothing against those guys or girls or anything. Oh, there's but like, plenty. I was a big NSYNC fan. Calm down. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with liking that, but it wasn't for me. So for my dad one day to be like, here, I'm going to put this fucking old guinea, you know, in the cassette, (laughs) which I could say, I know you are okay with that, you know, Ashley. So, um, but it, it clicked. It was the thing that I needed. It was the thing that had been completely lacking for my life. All of a sudden the music was everything that made sense to me. And then it was like, oh, I'm interested in this guy. Went to the library, did my research, went to a video store, read into movies, read a book, all that shit, listened and listened. And then it got to, okay, there's, I like this guy. And okay, let's talk about Rico because Rico's got a problem. It got to the point where I actually did have like 
my fifth grade teacher called my dad in to have a like a parent teacher conference and be like, Rico's way too into Sinatra that that's all he wants to talk about. Like to the point where like he'll write a book report and have a whole paragraph about Sinatra. It has nothing to do with the call of the wild. Why is Sinatra in this? And my dad had to say like, look, we're, we're happy. You like a thing, <laughs> but you need to like find expand your horizons. So I said, oh, you mean like Dean Martin? He's like, God damn it. No, not just fucking Dean Martin. Like, move on, dude. And then it was like Star Wars. And and then I said, okay. And I just uh, became obsessed with movies. That's a broad thing where yeah. I'm like, it's not a movie. It's not Frank Sinatra movies. It's movies. And, I have a and, question for you. Did you course. wear like the suits and like the fedora hats and all that too? Uh, when I was nine years old, I dressed up as Frank Sinatra for Halloween. Well, I was 10. I was 10 years old and Harry Potter had just come out. So everyone thought I was Harry Potter. What? How? Because I have glasses and the, and the, and like the suit and the tie and everything. Oh. And that's what would just come out. So I, I begged my mom to go back to our house and go in my room and grab a record so I could walk around with a Frank Sinatra <laughs> record to tell people, yes, I am not Harry Potter. That's and awesome. to so this is how obsessed I got. Oh, she, I, I thought mom, the Jason mom that was part of the Jason. Well, see, and now that's the interesting thing, real quick, Ashley, because he got that Jason tattoo not that long ago. And now people think that the hat's for Freddy Krueger and not Sinatra. And so, I, I was, so here, here, we'll talk about obsessions and fans. Look yeah, I, I saw that earlier. Fucking That's Death Star and and the R two and oh, you have an Ewok. Our Ewok. I, no yeah. one can make no one can make fun of my and fucking. I have I have a Leia. Ooh, that's a sexy Leia. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. And then I have um, a probe droid. The yeah. probe droid is actually one of the more holy shit. Holy that's a shit. badass shit. And, and my butt was in my husband's face. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and then I know, guess Leia's butt <laughs> was in her father's face on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, real quick, just since you touched on it, I, I you mentioned in sync. I don't know if you heard Ashley. If you're a fan, they're actually talking about doing a Backstreet Boys in in sync reunion thing. Yeah. And yes, and and I want to touch upon that because please, I'm a fan of in syncs. And when I was growing up, um, when I was growing up, I couldn't go see these concerts because my parents were really really strict. So I've never seen an insane concert in my life. And like, like, I, like I said to you, Rico, it's like, but you've never been to one of his concerts. I've never seen an insane concert in my life. Right. I've yeah, never seen a hypocrite or anything. Oh, no. What's happening? Oh, I don't know shit. what's happening. Um, what is that? Oh, that's fucking commitment. He's stealing my thunder right now. Uh, East Ventura. He has a, he has a, he has a when nature calls Ace Ventura, you yeah. got, you went you went sequel. Yeah, that's and that's commitment. So yeah, we can we can get to that next. Um, and then um, so so what, what you're I saying is said was I have somewhere in this house I have this like little scrapbook I made. I would cut out every single article or whatever that had them in it and I pasted it into this book. Mm -hmm. Um and I even it even has like one of the HBO 
uh, special, like the concert they did on HBO. Uh-huh. And I we didn't have HBO um, in growing up, but I, I I couldn't even see the HBO concert because I didn't have HBO. So, um, but I had the poster like folded up neatly in in this thing, and it's still like in mint condition. And I haven't really opened it. I maybe I opened it like five times since I made it. But it, I look like an obsessed person because I cut out maybe hundreds of articles, right? And and like whatever. And so, and just to tie that off for a second, I know if you heard though, but Justin's not going to be on that tour. Apparently, yes. they're going to. That's yes. he's too he's too good for. I which, saw that uh, coming a mile away. No, oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, of course, but it's still kind of stupid. But anyway, but, but, but you it, know who's filling in is Janet Jackson's boob. They could. Very, moving I mean, on. I'm sure it talks and sings just like he does. Oh, yes. God. Anyway, but at the same time, like <laughs> the point you guys both made is actually the root of the discussion I want to have. So I think it's I think it's great that you did. Like, Ashley, you had the scrapbook. Rico had his walls and all. I don't think I'm any less of a fan of, say, like Metallica or the Philadelphia Eagles or Kevin Smith than you guys are of those things just because I don't have, like, the scrapbook or my wall's not, like, wall-to-wall articles and newspapers and and whatever and that's that's kind of what i want to try to maybe find an answer to is does that make me less of a fan than rico or ashley or anyone else for that matter no it just means you have to pay less for therapy <laughs> no i don't but that's a whole nother thing <laughs> but, so, but you have all the uh, metallica's music that has been recorded publicly Right, and and maybe even but some stuff that's not. Something. No, you I I definitely. But like for example, so they did a they did a short lived festival called the Orion Music and More Festival, and it actually originated in Atlantic City. The very first one was in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So you know my ass was there because three days worth of Metallica, I was gonna be there, and I did. And there's you know literally thousands of Metallica fans at this thing, along with the other 30 or 40-some-odd bands that were playing the thing. And we're all talking, and, you know, a lot of people were very were very cool, and the bulk of the people I met were very nice. But there were some people that were like, you know, there's always the question when you're at a concert, well, how many times have you seen them? You know, whether it's Metallica or NSYNC or, you know, Sinatra back in the day, whoever, there's always that, the, that question. And, you know... There was always that one person that was like, oh, I saw them 22 times versus I saw them five times or I saw them 10 times. Like, I know how many times I've seen them. And just because I might just because I've seen them nine times and someone else saw them 22 times doesn't make them a bigger fan in my eyes. But they felt it like it did. And that's the stuff that I can't wrap my brain around. It's those little things like having gone and seen them more times or all these things. And I, I don't know. I don't know exactly where I want this to go. I'm hoping you guys can help me like find a direction, but that's no, yeah. it's hard because not everyone has the ability to do that. Even if someone does have the funds to be able to go to every show, it doesn't mean that their job or that their lifestyle permits it. Right. I mean, I worked, I, I missed a lot of concerts that I would have loved to go to because I used to work double shifts at restaurants. Oh God. Sometimes yeah. It's not that easy to be like, Oh shit. The, the band's playing next week or a month from now. All right. Well, guess what? I still can't get my shift covered. So it's not happening. Sorry. Right. I'm not going to quit my job so that I can go to a show. If I was 16, yeah, maybe that's something that I can do. But a responsible person isn't going to go and do that. Kevin that's Smith did it to go see Batman. 
Yeah. yeah. At the same time, I know someone who makes sure they go to at least three Dave Matthews concerts every year, every year when they tour. Well, I try. Not you. <laughs> but but I, I know a friend who's gone for like the past like 15 years. Right. And if, if you're. They tour every year because I think that he tours every summer, I think. So just about. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just about. Which is if you think about it, absolutely insane. But he goes to, I think, like two or like at least every area show where he over here. And then I think one or two he travels to. So at least maybe four shows a year. Right. And and in 15 years, you're talking 60 shows, you know, at least at least he records them here. Here's a favorite. Let's talk about a fan. I'm not going to mention who it is in case he listens to this. Sure. Um, I, he also brings audio and visual equipment with him to record every single show that he sees and compares them, like logs them, categorizes them, catalogs them ever i mean this is like on a whole different level where and then back i mean does all this stuff like edits them all this stuff you know it they need a parent teacher conference i as as someone who <laughs> had that, that too but, but and, and there's nothing wrong with that this is like no. a bonding thing he does with his father it's a-okay this is wonderful that he does this with his dad and it's, it's their thing to do every year Here- Here's the thing that I I think we should establish up front. We will talk about toxic fandom, but that's not what this is that we're no. discussing now. We I am all for if you love something and it makes you happy and you don't kill babies, please do it. Please be obsessed with your fucking thing that you like, whether is it's comics. Threshold, just killing babies. Well, I I think um Puffers. you know. Yeah, puppies, kittens, babies, you know, you don't eat, rape, kill, any of those things, and well, you're fine. But so to, why? To, what, to, what did you do? To your point, though, no, 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 but to your point, I think I think you can't have a discussion like this without at least addressing toxic fandom, because it right. goes that far. It's not the whole center for what we want to discuss, but... But here's the flip side. We were talking about... It, you know, a real fan has like more things than an average fan. Do you guys remember the movie Tropic Thunder? Yes. Hmm? Yeah. See, okay. Do you remember how like this small village in Vietnam or wherever the fuck they are? Simple Jack. Simple Jack. They have one VHS tape and it's their fucking religion. <laughs> they only have the one thing. They don't have all the merchandise. They don't have the script. They don't have the book on tape. They don't have any of that bullshit. They have a one thing and they love it. I would also say they are just as obsessed with Simple Jack as I was with Frank Sinatra. So really, it doesn't matter what you have. It matters how far you take that obsession. You know, fucking uh, uh, Mark Lindsay Chapman was a fan. That's the, you know, there, there is that Who? too much of be, of of being a fan of something when you're when you're you know writing conversations to that celebrity that you're obsessed with and it's becoming more and more hostile and you're planning their murder that's when your fandom is too do, fucking toxic do you mean mark like david stan. chapman what did you like mean Eminem stan yeah yeah but did, did you mean mark david chapman who would i say mark lynn chapman 
I said I thought I said Mark Lindsay Chapman. I thought that's his you, yeah. Name. Well, either way, that's not his name. Okay, well, the motherfucker who shot John Lennon, that piece <laughs> of shit. Yes, yes, that piece of shit. That's true. No, um, my my apologies to Mark Lindsay Chapman, whoever the fuck you are. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know, guys. Please chip if you have anything. No, else. but it's true that that, that kind of goes back to like what I was saying earlier. Like I I consider anyone to be a fandom of something if like. Like their everyday Monday through Sunday life, like some a good chunk of that time is like mentally thought about that thing that you're a fan of, whether it's that movie or that series. If you're a big fan of The Office and you've been watching it nonstop and you know that like you're you've been recently obsessed with it, when you are at work Monday through Friday, you're going to be thinking about that show one way or another. Whether it's in the morning and the afternoon, at some point you're going to be thinking about some of your favorite scenes, and it's going to play over like. You're part of that office fandom. Like you don't have to go and dress up like Dwight every every day and collect every piece of memorabilia, but you can consider yourself part of that fandom. But see, if you do, that- if you're just a casual person that like, all right, cool, I like the office, I'll watch it sometimes, but you're not really thinking about it on a daily basis. I don't really, you're not really part of that fandom. You're not like, I don't yeah. know. But, but see, like see Netflix it. and binge watching has really contributed to stuff like that because otherwise, before the streaming platforms you would have to watch it one week at a time when it was on live you know live when it was aired, when it aired yeah it yeah the first time or you caught a marathon and you got the dvds mm-hmm. but now you can watch it the the whole series and then turn right back around and watch it again and lo and behold you can and people do so and that's all they can they watch that they sit there and watch every single episode of every single season in a row, and they just keep going round and round and round, and that's all they do. I never, <laughs> I never got that far. I'd like to point out that my my Sinatra obsession has dwindled. I still idolize the guy, and I still think he's fucking amazing. And you will always hear me humming, you know, my way or some shit under my fucking breath. But I expanded. It was a real wake-up call where my dad was, like, legit concerned. He was like, this is not okay. I, I'm glad you like a, an Italian-American guy, but do something. So I actually forced myself to listen, and then I had – the problem was I didn't have any friends. That's why. I was a lonely fucking kid who was bullied incessantly, and listening to Sinatra didn't fucking help, but it was okay. It was my thing. I loved I, – I withstanded – withstood being bullied to like the thing that i liked like star wars like sinatra and then i met a friend and he opened my eyes and said you should listen to marilyn manson and nine inch nails and and some rock so it's really weird i had the weirdest shuffle like it goes from marilyn manson to sinatra to like danny elfman to pavarotti it's like what the fuck but at least i grew you used you used uh frank sinatra to kind of get out of that bullying and kind of as, as, as an escape. It was your own little world. Yeah, it was my own. It was, I'd rather have, I'd rather be fucked with and bullied and be called Frico Di Giorno and still like what I like. And no one's going to take that from me. Right. And, and, and first off, it's shitty that happened to you because I was not for my fandom, but I was picked on and bullied as, as a kid too. But that's right. You know, and so was I. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, think, I think a lot of people have been, and that's not to, to take away from any of us. Sense of the child population right. is right. And the, right. that warrants 
or, or the ones that were, were the bullies were bullied once and then became top dog because they didn't want to be bullied. But right. can I can I actually well, ask you a question? Oh, oh, CJ, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I want to get back to Joe's point for a minute because, like, you talked about Joe just as an example. Like, you're thinking about those episodes or you're thinking about a line from the movie or the show or whatever. You know, and, and I hate to keep going back to Metallica, but I do that just because I, if I have an, an obsession that – or not obsession, but if I have a fandom, that's – probably number one overall you know there may be days on end where i don't think about metallica because life just gets in the way but then when i get an opportunity to listen to a song or whatever i fully immerse myself in the experience right but you have there has been days sometimes probably days in a row that you oh sure at one point yeah say so i mean whether it's when you first become a fan or whether it's 20 years after you've become a fan that you've been listening to, like if, if in some point in that time you're, you're thinking about that. I mean, I understand like I'm, I'm a big wrestling fan and talking yes. about fandom and scrapbooks. Oh, I have one of Jim Carrey. Like I, I have all the soundtracks to all the movies, like the soundtracks to a lot of his old movies are, are horrible, but I bought them anyway. Why? Because it's a picture of him on the album cover. Right. Dude, you have Jim Carrey on your leg like you want. OK, I, I have Ace Ventura 2's outfit downstairs. He does. Really? Yeah, yeah, he does. I've seen it. Yeah. Well, I think I see if that. you don't think that will cut out. I could probably I could probably bring this down. I don't well, think it needs to be plugged in. Right let's, now. Let's, let's, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but, but Rico, I, you had a question, please. Yeah, I had a, I had a question for Ashley. So my whole thing with with bullying and fandom because they do go hand in hand. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm just gonna run out for a second. Hopefully, I'll be able to be back before the end of the recording. Okay. Oh, all right, Joe. Okay. Well, thanks. Just in case we don't get to talk to you again, Ashley, you're hanging around. But Joe, thanks for for joining us again. We appreciate it, man. Always. Yeah, I can't wait until we're connected again. Definitely. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Um. I was saying we never leave. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just a uh, now it's just the fans together. Oh dear. He's okay. not a real fan. He's not a real fan. He yeah. he, he is. That was impressive, Brad. Yeah, that uh, really is. Okay, but that's that's my point. So yeah. one thing that I, I mean it's I'm not bringing up new information. This is kind of common knowledge, but it's not talked about enough as far as I'm concerned is that fandom and bullying is entirely sexist. And I was curious, you're a Star Wars fan and you're a woman. Did you ever at one point have to not publicly say you were a fan of something because of toxic? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Two of my, my biggest fandoms actually are the ones that are like predominantly male and that's Star Wars now it's changing because the new movies are woman heavy, woman led, yeah. which is mm-hmm. fantastic. But you know, growing up, um, it wasn't. I mean, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher was a rock. It. She was, yeah, yeah. That's why I have her as you know, and she as you know, it, for people who obviously can't see us, it's a um, pinup version of of Princess Leia giving uh, R two D two the the Death Star plans. That's what I'm saying. You have a yeah. sexy fucking Leia yeah. on your yeah. arm. And she saw it and she was like, oh, you made me way sexier than I was. No and I way. Looked, and I said, bitch, <laughs> women wanted you. Men wanted you. 
you still got it. Don't ever sell yourself short, honey. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> that is incredible that you got to, like, I'll never meet Sinatra. But yeah, like, she was at a convention, uh, actually, uh, Monster Mania. Uh, that's here in Jersey. She came um, actually a, couple, a year or two before she passed. And, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that I got to meet her because um, she, she literally is like my idol. I, well, I love her. And in terms of idols, it's not a bad one. I no. Mean, well, I'm, I mean, it's not it's not bad, but I mean, she's had her own demons, too. I mean, that's not discrediting Carrie or, or speaking ill of the dead. But I mean, like, you know. That's the thing about I know my my point for saying it, Rico, before you because you're looking at me like what the fuck is is that you know you can you can have someone you idolize and and be a fan of and they don't have to because I feel like that's another thing that people feel like that all those idols are are virtuous all the time and that's not always the case you know I mean we've gotten well, lucky Sinatra was a motherfucker. Right, and and we've gotten lucky, Rico, in that one of our idols is Kevin Smith, and and for the most part, he's a pretty straightforward, clean cut. You know, like he does a bunch of weed, but okay, you know. I I look. I grew up in the fucking Bay Area. Like weed is the least thing. Like right, exactly. That's, yeah. that that makes him more likable, if anything. Right, exactly. I mean, the point is that, like, I mean, you know. But, you know, and without getting into the history of it, because there's no point, but Carrie has had her demons, but that doesn't make her any less of an idol to someone like Ashley. So I'm not discrediting that, you know. I, I, oh, I, I love that she took no crap from anyone. I nope. love that she, like, like she, if she was still here, she would be calling everyone out, you know, that she could. She would take no crap from anyone. And she was a strong woman and she owned up to it. She owned up to her demons. She owned up to her mistakes, her faults and everything. Yeah. And, you know, even though she had, she had a lot of faults and she was very open about them. She was open about her drug addiction, open about her alcoholism and she took charge of it, you and know. She had, and, and she had a sense of humor. That was the most oh, yeah. important thing is that oh, yeah. her ashes are in a fucking giant Zoloft bottle. Yeah, she, I she mean, had, um, tiles of uh, uh, her kitchen floor was like tiled pills. In her house. <laughs> oh, geez. like if you watch the documentaries. But um, anyway, so going back, what about to your, real quick here, just just to help illustrate your point though, like about her her being such a good person. You know, all that backlash that Ryan Johnson got about the Last Jedi. You know, for whatever you thought of the movie, I think she would have been out front defending that if she hadn't passed away. Yeah, I, I think I think um... Rico, you would disagree. I see that. I I kind of I kind of <laughs> would have to disagree, based on how Mark Hamill was like. No, she may front. not. She may not disagree. She may not agree with his choices. I'm not saying that. I'm saying she would have defended him from the shit he took. She would. She would have defended him, but also because in I mean, Princess Leia is fine. In Last Jedi, whereas Luke is poorly uh, written, so all right, she would have uh, well, been like. I think the storyline would have been much different. Agreed, I okay. would agree. With that. Yeah, things would have been much different, but that's a whole that's a different whole different. Yes, podcast. yes, it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a whole series of podcasts. Um, but um, so Star Wars is, is one of my major fandoms, and the other one is, is similar to what you guys have talked about is already is. My or my my favorite band is um, Iron Maiden, and if I go to one of their concerts, I am, am literally surrounded by men, mm-hmm. and there's very few women 
who go to these concerts. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to right. the general population. Right. Um, and typically I either go with male friends or I go alone. <laughs> so either I go buy my ticket and I'm by myself in a sea of men. And mm-hmm. I always, of course, get looks and stuff like that. Or I go with male friends. And so who also like, um, you know, um, the, you know, they like the, the bands and everything and my husband's not. Um, so yeah, so, um, I lost my place. But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring you, I'll bring it back to you. So like you were, you purposely avoided doing the things that you liked, celebrating the things you liked because of that toxic fandom. Did you yeah, at because... point not go to a concert? I, I would I I wouldn't go now I'm more comfortable going alone because I can I'm more comfortable with being like whatever you know right like, and, and telling a, someone to shove it where the sun don't shine but you um, could say that on here I know but I do have children and I don't want to wake the baby or you know something oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, okay now I'm alone now I'm alone in the house so I, should I, I stop baby. yelling the f word then no it's it's okay okay um but you know, and telling them to fuck off and leave me alone, you know. Um, you felt, that felt good, didn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like one of those uh, rage rooms. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, but, but back then, you know, I, I was like scared because yeah. I didn't, it, it's like, a, you know, you go and everyone, the eyes are on you and, or you're not really a fan. You're a woman. You're a girl. And you, they you demand that you prove it. You don't know. Yeah, just tell me. Name all the. You know, all, yeah. like all the, the best albums of Iron Maiden. Name this. Name that. Name all the characters. Name ten characters in Star Wars. You don't need to prove that. You I don't know. Need that. If you know in your heart that you're comfortable with the level that you're at, then that's fine. Then that and then that that's your comfortability of fandom that you want to be. I I have a customer and I, I it's I haven't seen them in a very long time so I'm a little worried. I don't I won't I don't know their name. I, even if I did I wouldn't name their name. But she told we were talking about this exact subject. Like she hung around while at the video store and just like she needed a friend. And she was like late 40s, early 50s and was just like we were just talking about geeky shit and we just hung around. And she told me this really fucked up story about how she was really into comic books and really like oh. into superheroes. Yeah, no, I, told, you sh- I told you this. You shared this story with me off air once. Yeah, yeah. And how she told me that even way back in like the seventies and eighties, guys were hostile. And, you know, it's really weird. We're talking about fucking nerds. We're talking about guys and girls like us, geeks. That are the stereotypical that love Batman and Superman and spend far too much fucking time talking about it. Like we know what we are. We know that we're like, we're lucky that we got laid when we got laid at, at a certain point. <laughs> Speak for yourself, motherfucker. No, I'm speaking for you, bitch. Um so but she told me this whole thing about how like she went to her first con when it wasn't Comic Con. It was like underground, right. like you it was might it was actual comics yes. but like there were still people dressing it was the beginning of people dressing up <laughs> and how she actually her first time she dressed up i think she said she dressed up as like like captain marvel or something and she was like not 
as she put it, she was like, I wasn't hot. I didn't grow up looking conventionally attractive, but I wanted to feel sexy. So I pretend, so I dressed up as this costume. I made the costume myself. I was really proud of it. And she got so much flack and so much aggression from mm. the males that were there that at one point, not only were they accusatory of you're not a real such and such fan, you know, what's your favorite issue? What, what issue did she fucking fly to the sun? All that bullshit. They actually put their hands on her oh. and like pushed her up against the wall. <gasps> That's awful. And like, it took security to kind of like step in and say, what the fuck are you, what are you nerds doing? Like, you're not supposed to be doing this shit. You're supposed to be low key. That in the back. Is toxic fandom. That is that the, textbook if it had a picture next to it that would be it and this was the repercussion of that is she said it took her she still went to the fandom because she was like it's what i like but she went in a costume where completely covered the fact that she was a woman Mm. covered her face covered her figure and then this is what's so like in a weird like it that she told me this thing changed my life forever for better or for worse it changed my life she started weightlifting like this woman who was this woman in front of me. I never knew her was a big woman, but not heavy set, just yoked. And, you know, I, I it's not my place to say, oh, yeah, you look like you could bench me. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not a, that's not a conversation thing. But she said, and ever since then, I started lifting weights. So if anyone puts their fucking hand on me, I'll break it off. And mm-hmm. she said that to me. And I. And I was putting away a movie, and when she said that, I was like, uh-huh. And she's like, no, no, you need to turn around and look. And I turned around, and she was mid-flex. And I was like, oh. And, and I was like, you and – I, and I really tried to make a joke of it because I'm me. And I was like, so you started lifting weights to battle down nerds. That's really the a sentence I never thought I'd say. And she's like, well, not all nerds are nice. And that opened up my fucking eyes. I was like, I had no fucking clue – because, you know, you, the stereotype is guys that look like me that are just like, you know, oh, let, you know what's the Captain Kirk would beat the shit out of Han Solo. No, he wouldn't. Like, we think that. But there's like this real aggressive male macho hostility, even in the fandom of just nerdom. And it's it's hard. And I that I mean, it, after she left, I fucking like started feeling like I might cry because she yeah. would have been perfectly fine. If she was born after ninety seven or ninety nine, I, I don't when, like. I don't know that that's true though, Rigo. I mean, I, I hate to I say that. It, I think it's lessened. I think it's now more okay for young I, girls I, to get into geeky shit. I think it's not as overt because, to your point, like I was at a comic con not that long ago, where you know you're just walking around, and you hear people talking, and there was a, a a girl dressed up as Thor, and it was not long after Marvel had announced they were changing Thor's gender. And so I'm sure she, no, I didn't get to talk to her. I didn't interact with this person in any capacity, but I'm sure she was thrilled that she got to be representing Thor. You know, she wasn't Lady Thor. She was just Thor. She was like, fuck it. I want to be Thor. I don't, to be fair, Rico, I don't know what Lady Thor looks like compared to regular Thor. So I can't say, you know, minus the beard. Okay. Well, then that's what it was because she had the winged helmet. She had everything else. Anyway, the point though is. When I was walking around, she was with a group of, like, it was a mixed group of guys and girls. And I'm guessing, based on their interaction, they were all friends. But there were dudes over, like, here that I could hear that I wasn't with. 
talking shit about her being dressed up as Thor and because she was a big girl. She was a big, I mean, and not like your friend. Like, she was, you know. She was heavy set. She was heavy yeah. set. And personally, I don't give a shit. If you want to do you, you do you. Be Thor, be Captain Marvel, be whoever. And they were still, now they weren't in her face, you know, being aggressive to her, but it doesn't make it any less right. The air you know? was hostile. Not even the just 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 being able to hear it. They were body shaming her. Exactly, yeah. but it was it was both. It was that because they had just announced Thor, and I, maybe not everyone had heard that they were doing the gender flip. And also, when they did, they announced it. And actually, you probably noticed as well as we do. There were people that were really upset about the fact that they were actually changing Thor's gender. You know, so first of all, it's so silly. Whatever it is, no, it I is. agree. But yeah, but it's silly, also silly. a double standard. Silly that they're changing it or silly that they were upset about it? It's silly that they're upset about it. Oh, I agree. Okay. That's what I thought you meant, but yeah. Did people complain when it's not a complete like comparison, but people were loving that Heath Ledger was in the nurse's costume in, in Dark Knight. Knight. Yeah. Um, and they were like, oh, my God, look, he wore a nurse's dress. Yeah. You you but beat me by a second. The female to dress as a male character. Yeah. That's a problem, though. Yeah. But yeah. It's, that, that is like, oh, it's so brave that he wore the nurse's costume and dressed right. up to be like the woman yeah. in the movie. But it can be the opposite way. There, there's a yeah. standard. In, in that it is a double standard, and you beat me by a second. But in that scenario, that's the Joker infiltrating a fucking hospital. But right, like, right. But he could have been a doctor. That's the thing. It's like, but the Joker has a sense of humor. He's like, oh, of course I'm gonna be the uh, nurse. You know, I've got the long hair and I look pretty and look at my hips. He's right. gonna have that sense of humor. And everyone cheered it. And right. Everyone, because that's the character. I'm not defending. I am agreeing with what you're saying, and I say it's a double standard. And I. I say you beat me by a second because I was going to say when a guy dresses up as a female character, usually they wouldn't call it brave. But they would they would say, oh, he did it for comedic purposes. He did it to be outlandish. If a guy dressed up as Captain Marvel or as Catwoman, it's like, oh, that's just that's just a guy who just loves to make us laugh. But when a woman does it, wants to be Batman, guys lose their mother. Everybody loses their minds. Like, you know, <laughs> to quote the fucking Joker. And yeah, but then we then we get to another <laughs> I do here. I'm sorry, I'm pressing buttons. You're fine. Um and then but then we have the it's another again, another conversation where people are saying that with today's political air, that something like Mrs. Doubtfire, like the, now that they're doing a um mute the musical yeah. on Broadway. Yeah that that doesn't hold up in today's political air. Um, um, that, that's what it, it, it's that in the nineties it was for comedic purposes, but now it's not for comedic purposes because it, they it's viewed as transphobic. I it could be, it could it would be more like trans shaming, I think than transphobic. Yeah. I mean, and, and look, 
to both you guys, these these are important things to discuss. Don't get me wrong. So I don't want to dismiss the importance of what we're talking about here, but I think we are getting a little further away from the we've transgressed, yes, right, and 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 certainly a discussion that needs to be had and and. And, and should be had by not just us, but everybody. And, and maybe right. it's something that we, we continue in another episode because, actually, I've said it to you before. You and Joe are welcome anytime on Bottescue, so that's yeah. fine. But, you know. As long as the connection's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as the technical difficulties we have. We right. wouldn't be Bottescue if we didn't, so don't worry about it, Ashley. Um, but I want to get back to the actual just being a fan being, you know, still that because I, I I still don't feel like we've answered the actual question of how does one person having more make them less or or, or more I should say Do you know what I mean no, like we we did answer it the the answer is it doesn't matter but it does it, see that's the thing it does matter it, to people it, it does to that asshole who says oh well prove to me well then and they're they just say I don't. That's what I'm saying. But that then that's my point is, let's say for the sake of argument, there was one book I didn't have about Frank Sinatra. Does that make me less of a... You know who's a bigger Frank Sinatra fan than me? His fucking family. Like, who's, you know, like... Well, yeah. Like, it doesn't... At that point, it's like... I'll give you a comparison. When I went... The first time I saw Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman at a Babylon show... There was, you know, while I'm waiting in line, I'm with, I'm surrounded by my peers. I'm talking to guys that look like me and guys and girls that don't look like me. You know, I look like the stereotypical fucking nerd, but I don't. And then, and there are these people that like Kevin Smith because they, everyone likes Kevin Smith to a certain degree. We know someone that dresses like him on a daily basis. Are you talking about DJ? What? Are you talking about DJ? No. No. Or Henry? Henry. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of people who look who look like him and dress like him. Hen- Henry just posted his uh, his movie on YouTube. I know. I have to watch it. It's it's a good watch. A We're in it. Chance to, huh? We're in it, but not really. <laughs> sort of, yeah. There's there's Potescu stuff throughout the movie. He was very kind and did that for us. So yeah. I know I haven't had a chance to watch it. I've been a little busy, but I'm I'm going to Henry. It, I'm going to watch your movie. It's it's worth the watch. It is. So when he yeah, oh Henry doesn't listen to our shit unless yeah. unless we're actually unless we tell him we're talking about him or he's on <laughs> he the show. He knows his ears are ringing. It's reached him across the pond. <laughs> Probably true. Probably true. So so I was in line and I you know strike your board. You're in line for fucking ever. I struck up a conversation and I said. And I just, I wanted to ask, the like, just as the conversation started, I said, so how many episodes do you listen to while you're trying to go to sleep of Kevin Smith? And the guy looked at me and said, how the fuck did you know that? And I said, because we all, like, I was like, tell me I'm not the only one who tries to go to sleep with Fat Man and uh, uh, Fat Man Beyond or Babylon playing in the background. He's like, dude, my girlfriend, when she comes over, doesn't sleep with me if I have the podcast on. Like, it's gotten to the point where like she's like, okay, it's me or Kevin. Who do you want in bed with you? <laughs> and Kevin wins like, most of the time. Yeah, I get. Yeah, and that's what he said. He's like, usually it's Kevin, and my girlfriend will like, you know, fall asleep, and then I'll fall asleep, and then she'll wake up at like four in the morning, and Kevin's still talking because 
Because Kevin? Kevin still talks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still just, Q&A questions. Yeah, it's just one question <laughs> on a fucking on an episode. And then and then uh she like goes she's like he's like my girlfriend sleeps on the couch more than anybody else. And his girlfriend was staying there, and I was like, Is that true? She's like, Yeah. Like, why would we lie about that? <laughs> yeah, right. Who would make that up? And but that was it was interesting to see that level of I don't have to own every Kevin Smith movie. I don't have to have listened to every episode. But on a human level, we both needed that weird auditory way of relaxing by hearing Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman talk and bullshit to help us gradually go to sleep. I just started developing anxiety late in life, and I had no fucking clue how to deal with it. And I started listening to podcast episodes and it helped me calm down and get to sleep. It was a medicinal thing. I was using Kevin Smith for medicine. Wasn't on Zoloft. Wasn't, you know, doing hypnotherapy. It was fucking snoochy fucking boochies. He was your weed. He was my weed. And I even tried smoking weed and it didn't help. It made me more anxious. Um, now, and then, now he listens to Potoskew. Exactly. Yeah, so. I don't, I, is, you know, he'll try and say like, oh, did you listen to new Fat Man and Beyond? I'm like, dude, I haven't listened to anybody but us in a year. <laughs> like, Which, I only, that's how I go to sleep. I, I listen to me talk. Well, and, and so. Now you sound like Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then, and then Schwabach is like, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. Enough. Um, but you know, it's. I'm glad that you brought it back to Kevin Smith, and here, here's why. Because, Ashley, the, what, what brought me to bring this to Rico, because like I said, this has been going on for me for years with Metallica and other things that I'm a fan of, the Philadelphia Eagles and other sports and things like that. But what brought me to bring it to Rico was going back to the world of Kevin Smith that we're all part of on Facebook is right around the time he started shooting Reboot. And... All these people were like, I'm going down to New Orleans. And it was like a bunch of, I mean, he had a ton of extras show up, but there were a bunch of people from the page specifically that went down there. And like, they really kind of made it feel like if you weren't there, you weren't a fan. And that's what sparked this whole thing for me to bring this up on the show. And... You know, it's that kind of stuff. It's those things, those moments. And it wasn't one person. Like, you you talked earlier about what's just that one asshole. And you're right. In the example I gave earlier, it's the one asshole. But in, and I'm not calling anybody by name. A, because A, I don't remember their names. And B, I wouldn't want to do it anyway. But I remember their fucking names, but I won't mention <laughs> it either. Well, we, okay, if I'm going to be honest, we, we have ha- the list. Yeah, we have the list. We're we're going a la, we're going a la Jay and Silent Bob, and we're just gonna beat the shit out of each of them individually. Oh God, I wish. But you know, we we saw this, or I saw this, and Rico, I must have reached out to you what within like a day. Less than you were still fuming about it, and you hit me up. And you're like, he's like, you actually asked me, like, dude, like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> like, you you. Because we had before this conversation, before this whole thing on the Kevin Smith fan page, we had actually kind of said, you know, not for nothing, but the Kevin Smith fans are actually pr- the most agreeable and friendly fans. They're the ones that say, oh, you haven't seen Tusk? You're not less than a fan. Like, oh, you should see it. Oh, you oh, you haven't seen Yoga Hosers? That's okay. You don't have to. 
there we were the Kevin Smith fan base was like, "Hey, I like Kevin. You like Kevin. That's good enough." And then this toxicity of, "Oh, well, you're not going to go to New Orleans and dress up like Silent Bob." How dare you call yourself a fan? Or or even something in the scene. Enrico, you give me shit about this a lot, but I know where it's coming from with you. So I know that it's not toxic and it's you and I and our friendship. No, but how close I am to Red Bank and the stop. Oh. And no, that's what I'm saying. I know where it comes <laughs> from with you. But like to that point, they did that Jane Silent Bob Guinness Book of World Record thing where they had like. Three or whatever it was, some ridiculous number of cosplayers. It's hanging up on the wall in the stash. I just don't remember the number. And I took shit from other people who know that I'm a fan who said I didn't because I didn't go. You know what I mean? I didn't go. And I live within now, like an hour away. Yeah, we're equal distance apart, I think, from that. Yeah. All right. Well, I hate to break it to you guys. Both of you fucking suck as Kevin Smith fans. Oh, shit. I'm just joking. No, but that's my point is that I could bullshit with you, but I was bullshit with you on a on a yes. friendly level and also yes. being like, hey, motherfucker, represent the show, bitch. Like, go well, down there and fucking do your job. Well, that it wasn't was, that wasn't for the, the Guinness Book thing was before we started doing Potter Skew. But yeah. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah. The well, Nola, the Nola thing. I mean, I heard about it. I was before I was on the page. Okay. Um, okay. But but I heard about it and and I heard and and it was funny because it was posted um about like sending stuff in and stuff like that and I was like I want to hear what what is this I want to be in on it but you know as it's like the same thing as if you have like 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 a frat house or a sorority house you if you have and even though we're not in in a, in a Facebook group and here I'm gonna get kind of academic and stuff like that again. Please. Um, no, please. If you have any number of people in, in like a social media group or in physically in like a house, like a fraternity house or sort right. it's, it's like, it's like a, any kind of social experiment. It's just going to go down. You know, you know, I have what, like five or four people living in my house, you know, right now, like it, people are going to go at each other. You yeah. know, because, you know, so it's like it's like that. It's not always going to be harmonious. It's not always going to be, you know, so one part. So it's 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 like. Uh, Wait, but and if I can interrupt, Ashley, I'm sorry, I don't mean to do no, that. Yeah. But it, it, to your point, because like you said, you weren't in the in the page yet. And that's fine. But like yeah. there's a definitive moment where that page changed. Because, like, Rico and I, we met on that page. This show doesn't exist if we're not both members of that page. And to be, and I wasn't even actively on it. I, you know, the only, honestly, the only time I, I think, ever commented on anything on that page was to this motherfucker. When he said, You didn't even comment. You just sent me a DM, a private message. I don't think you even commented. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Deep, 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 deep into the DMs. And um, I wasn't even like, hey, I like you. It was just like, here's my shit. Enjoy. Fuck off. Right. Um, yes. It's exactly what but, it was. But there, you're right. There is a transition because for, to bring up Henry, Henry has like gone on that page and asked, like, he's never one to rile anything. He's not one to be like, I want to start a fight on the internet. Not, not between us. 
for sure. But for <laughs> fucking on the on, for usually when I've seen him post shit on the world of Kevin Smith, no, it's usually pretty benign. Yeah, it's pretty benign. It's very it's just like, hey, which is better, yoga hosers or this? Or hey, I've got a question. Maybe you guys can answer. And then like the fucking fans come out of nowhere with their fangs out and just like, how dare you ask a very simple question? Like seeking an answer, it's like, dude, he just asked a question. And, Why are you? And the, and the interesting part is, it seems like that it started with Nola. You know, it started with Kevin calling calling to the to the fandom and saying, "Come be a fan. Come be, you know, in this movie." Yeah. And and I'm not blaming Kevin because I don't think he did. It wasn't a call to arms. It wasn't a no. But I'm saying like because I I'm afraid it's coming across like I'm saying it's Kevin's fault, and I'm not not by a long shot. They're using using as a as a time marker, a point of reference. Right. right. Thank you. And uh, he he makes this. He he makes this request, and at first, even on the page, and I'm not trying to pick on the page, but it's a good reference point, is it started off with, hey, who's going down to NOLA? Who's coming? And it was pretty positive. And then people started saying, oh, I can't make it for all kinds of legitimate reasons, like Joe was talking about earlier. Monetary, yeah. I I can't get out of work. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. And... The people that were going, or at least some of them, not all of them, because I think that's too broad of a statement, started attacking those people who couldn't go. And the negativity never stopped. It was so fucked up. There was someone that I know, I'm friends with on Facebook, who is still a big fan of Kevin Smith. And I think we all kind of know her. But, like, she went and, like, did the cosplaying thing at for a reboot. She was a Kevin Smith. And now she's being ostracized, you know, on the fucking fan page to the point where it's like, I follow her on her private Facebook. It's really disheartening because she had, she battles a mental illness condition on a daily basis. And you see it kind of unfold how her leaving a group that meant so much to her, basically being bullied and pushed out even and she was a big part of it to just see her be like i she doesn't have that thing she doesn't have that fandom thing she can still watch all the kevin smith movies but she doesn't have that community thing where it's like hey you like that thing and you accept me for who i am and i and i really part of me really just wants to reach out to her be like are you okay like it's fucked up what happens i don't know the full story but regardless of who was wrong you are clearly hurting. And that's the worst thing. And virtual hugs to everyone. Yeah. Seriously. You know, to we talk about... And that's the, that's the opposite of, like, Kevin's whole... Philosophy. Mentality. Yeah, philosophy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the that's complete opposite, you know. But, you know, some people just take it a step further. And, like, kind of along the same thing. I had to join, like, for our other signings. I've joined other pages. Mm-hmm. Sure. And... You know, I love, love the Kevin Smith page because I've made friends um, like you guys. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> those who don't know are waving yes. to each other. Um, Have you joined Ewoks? Um, and, you know, and, and, and other people like Henry and, and, and other people um, who I, I've made friends with. And it's been a really great, um, wow, about, about, a, about a year that I've been on the page. Yeah. And, and, and they're great people. I've met some of them in real life and it's wonderful. And, um, 
and 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 uh, so I joined another page, and it's just like the total opposite. It's so strange. I'm not gonna say what. What, is it a, is it's it a not, new page? A, a fan page. It's a fan page. It's not. Is it a new one that just started? No. Okay. okay. This fan page has been around for a while. Um, but it, it. There's a new it, one based. To, to, no, to it's, put, not about, it's not a Kevin Smith page. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No. We got it's confused. Another, Sorry. Another act yeah. for another signing we're doing. Um, and. Because um, then I market the signings there. And, you're not just a Kevin Smith fan. You're an everyone famous fan. Yeah. Ashley, I'm going to ask this as cryptically yeah. as I can, and if you tell me it's yeah. still not good enough, I will make sure to remove it, I promise you. But it, does it involve a cemetery? No. Okay. You know what I'm referring to? Yes. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Um, and Well, because I don't want to get... No, yeah. I, I, I respect no. that, and that's why I was trying to be as cryptic as I could, could be. Yeah, so, no. yeah. It's, 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 it's someone we've advertised. Okay. Um, oh, okay. And, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's mostly women, <laughs> and they're in some kind of la la land where they believe they can talk to this actor through this fan page, and they post really strange messages to this. Like adults, like a sexual. These are these are adult women from all over the world. Most of them, some of them don't speak full English, and so it's like you have to like in your head translate, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Facebook um, actually has and, a translate thing you can click on if that helps. But yeah, no, no, no it's like in broken English. Oh, oh, I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah, some, some, some of them write them in their language, but it's, sometimes it's like in broken right, English right. where it makes no grammatical contextual sense in English. We get that from a fan from time to time, so it's okay. Yeah, but it's like it's like <laughs> That's like, wrong. I guess they're oh. like I guess they're like trying to like translate from what their language says to English and it just it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um and it's like they think they're talking to that actor. The yeah, I'm just gonna say I don't know who I don't know who or what the context of what you're talking about, but I'm just gonna make up a thing. Like, oh, Brendan Fraser, I love you so much. You were my favorite actor since I was 12 years old. That whole thing, or you know, Michael McKean, or fucking you know whoever, yeah, or no, yes, you know, and Adam it's Sandler. Like, it's like I can't wait to meet you in person one day. I have an idea for a movie for this sequel. Blah, 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 blah. And like, it's just like, it's, they have like this romanticized version of this relationship. And <laughs> some people are like, they don't, this person doesn't have social media. They ne- will never see this message. This is a private, like, fan group. Right. But yeah, it's to, like, dude, first... Adam Sandler doesn't go on this page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... Like, 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 Adam Sandler's being Adam Sandler. He's living his fucking life. He's not, yeah, yeah, he's it's not just, scouring it's Facebook. Yeah, you know, they, they think for... that that this person is like reading their messages and reading and will will respond well, and well, will have this like conversation and, and relationship with this person. Yeah, and that and is and that's where it gets <laughs> dangerous. Like like Joe was mentioning earlier with Stan, but like at the same time, it depends on where you as the individual are taking it. For what I mean by that is like for some people, that's probably a good release as long as they realize that it stops with their post. Meaning they post I don't it. Think so. No, Sometimes no, no. I, I, 
no, I get what I get what you're saying, and I know what you're referring to. I'm just saying where it can be healthy is it, you know, if you know there's a likelihood they're never going to see it, but in the off chance they do, that's where they would go, and you can just express your idea. Whereas what you're talking about, that's where it gets dangerous and unhealthy. So, but that's but that was one of the worst things, and I and I use it on a regular basis. But Twitter is double edged sword. There are people that use Facebook who actually will get back to the fan on Facebook. We got Marilyn Gigliotti and Scott Schiaffo yeah. through Facebook yeah. out of sheer ballsiness. Just be like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, they're on social media. This. This particular actor has no yeah. social media. Right, right, right. So they'll never see this unless a friend who happens and, to be in that group or their agent or someone shows them. And the problem with that is the more fan letters you write and the more times you don't get a response. I mean, and I'm not talking about like me tweeting at Mark Hamill because now it's just a joke. Now yeah. it's just like, I yeah. just want to see if you actually say something. Like, if Mark Hamill ever comes on the podcast, that's amazing. And it just proves that persistence pays off. But if he also secretly muted me and he's just like, has no idea that like once or twice a month, I'm like, hey, Mark, you ready to come on? Like, you will come on the podcast. You know, <laughs> these are the droids. You'll fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or tweeting at Kevin. Or, or whoever. I mean, it's now become a joke that I'm that guy that will tweet at a, a big celebrity and be like, hey, man, you want to be on my podcast? Which, which by the way, Rico, after Kevin responded to me, the barrage of other people you tweeted <laughs> that night was quite comical. Because he got so bent that I got I, a I, I saw the original tweet. I did not see the, the after tweets. I tweeted at John Barenthal. <laughs> Just random, t- like never before, I, just random to John Barenthal. Never once. And I was just like, hey, Punisher, can you fucking give my buddy a shout out for his birthday? Never happened, but that's fine. Never happened. I, I tweeted at Vincent D'Onofrio uh, yesterday. I did. I met I, him at a convention. He was very sweet. I've heard and, that about him. Yeah. But that's the thing is that I tweeted at him one time before and he liked it. Because I said, hey, Vincent D'Onofrio, we, we'd like to extend for you to come on our podcast anytime you want. And then he liked it. And I was staring at my phone being like, I am waiting for like a representative of him to like tweet at me, mm-hmm. DM me. And then it just never happened. <laughs> and then I made a comment. Like I made a tweet and be like, hey, Vincent D'Onofrio, what the fuck? We're waiting, dude. Never heard from him again. So what I, my point was is that I'm not going to fucking be that obsessive fan and be like, you know, Mark Hamill, you never respond to my tweets and this is why you need a bang bang. I'm not going to do that. Because right. I have a fucking brain and I'm, I understand it's all a big joke. I appreciate the fact that they read a tweet. And also and, you don't take it personally. And I don't think, I mean, there was a time recently and I don't even mind talking about it. I, I don't, you know, I'm human and I know Kevin is human, but I actually kind of got, like a little upset and my feelings were hurt as a fan. Sometimes I forget that the guy's human and it was a real kind of a wake up call. He's the but... closest to Atlantis we can get <laughs> nicely done. That was very good. As an atheist, I approve of that joke <laughs> because if I'm God here go... all night. Yeah. So are we because you're stuck. <laughs> you have children. Um, recently after the Fox theater thing, me going to see him in Oakland, 
I was I kept live tweeting as I was arriving at the theater. I had brought a uh, a Potaskew T-shirt that we had special ordered <clears throat> that I wanted to give to the guy because Kevin is that guy where everyone wants to just be his friend because that is unfortunately a double-edged sword. Kevin is the most realistic and realist celebrity. He's super laid back. He does Q and A's and he acts like your buddy when he's, when he really sometimes should be like, Whoa, no, but you sounded like him right there. No, he's got a good Kevin. He does a good Kevin. I I, I do a good. That was a very good. And you did the hand thing. That was very good. Thank you. (laughs) But like when he greets people, he gives them a hug. And he had, and he knows he's not an idiot. As stoned as he is, he's yeah, a very smart man. We're talking to someone who's received a couple of those hugs. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that it made you so goddamn happy. Yeah. Because it wasn't like a celebrity shaking your hand. It was, oh, yeah, you're part of my family. Come here. Rico, I don't mean to interrupt your point, but actually, I just step back to a story you told on the last interview. And I almost would say as much as you loved the hugs, I feel like that day you bumped into him in the middle of the street was was even more so for you than the hugs, just because it was such like a mind fuck. But then he's in your house years later. Yeah. Okay, so really funny. Okay, um, side story. Please. I actually, um, I don't know if you uh, guys saw the um, my face, my personal Facebook post the other I made the other day. Where I posted, um, might have like a, a memory where he liked a tweet. Uh, yes, I, I did see that. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, have times have changed?" Like eight <laughs> it was years like later, three years yeah. ago, and I was like, "Oh, times yeah. have changed so much since that tweet." But uh, yeah, but his hugs, I gotta say, are like my I love my husband to death. Yeah, my husband is the greatest human being on the planet. I love him to death. He's the father of my child. And a wonderful stepfather to my, my older daughter. Um, but Kevin gives the best hugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but now you but you see yeah. when you get in that familiar territory of I mean, and you are very familiar with Kevin, and he's very familiar with you, to the point where it's like you could probably get a better e- you know, better email response than we could. We're just fans and he's aware of us. So going to the Fox Theater. I was tweeting about it and I, the fucked up thing was I, my car, my girlfriend's car had just gotten broken into and my bag had gotten stolen and all the pot stickers that I had were stolen. It wouldn't do the thief 80 good. And I even made a joke about it on Twitter. I said, yep. Hey motherfuckers, since you bought my, since you stole all my shit, can you at least spread the, like them around <laughs> Oakland in the Bay area, please? Like at least do me a fucking what favor. What did they do with all those stickers? Oh, fuck if I know, threw them away, <laughs> threw them in the trash, threw them on the street. I hope not. I hope he did something good with them. Fuck no. He broke a window to steal <laughs> a bag with nothing in it apart from <laughs> stickers. Like it could it, at least tell me like he broke the window because there was a candy bar and he was a crackhead. Like give me that. Like he was just sugar crazed. No, and I keep and it was right outside my friend's house. So every time I'm gonna go by my house, my friend's house, I'm hoping that I just find the bag because my prescription sun my prescription sunglasses are in the fucking thing. So the joke is he's gonna be like, oh man, I got some sweet ass fucking shades. Oh man, this motherfucker's blind. Like. <laughs> It's not going to do him any good. 
So it was a real fuck up for me. And then Sticker Mule went above and beyond. Yes, and totally. Sent us for free a like a fat stack of our stickers for me. They're like, you're gonna see Kevin Smith. We got you, boo. And they did overnight shipment. And so then I'm I'm didn't charge us a thing. Nothing. One hundred percent free. Amazing. Yeah. Like that is fan service and being good to your your fans and your in your customer uh, base customers. Thank you. So I'm tweeting at Kevin and I'm like, Hey man, I know you're you, but like, I got to like preach out to your sensitive side. And I, I need some sympathy. My car got broken into all the shit was stolen. I've had a bad fucking week because like three weeks before that I was in a car accident with my car. That's why I was using my girlfriend's car and all this shit. I said, I just want to give you a fucking sticker, dude. That's all I want to do. No response. No likes. Went and saw the show. Went to all the fucking the 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 people that worked at the Fox Theater and like said, look, I just I don't even need to be in a room with him. I just want you to give this to him. I have no clue if he got the stickers and the T-shirt. And for a while and then I would see I would make I would just I would make a tweet to Kevin and be like, look, man, I don't want to bother you, but give me the confirmation that you got the shirt. You don't even have to say you like it or that you wore it. You just have to tell me that you got it. And and Rico, if I could jump in, and I'm not trying to bring up a bad memory, but one of the other things that really set him off, meaning Rico, at that moment was our fan, Jay, who you've probably, if you've listened to the show, you've heard us read some of her letters. She tweeted, like, responding to one of Rico's tweets, going, hey, Kev, help him out, whatever. And he liked that tweet, but never yeah. liked Rico's tweet. Yeah. Like, and it was, and and like I said, the whole point of this is my feelings were, were hurt. Which is a weird thing to say that Kevin Smith hurt my feelings. <laughs> And you I need to lose your job, Rico. Yeah. I don't think it was malicious, and I don't think it was intentional. And I've gotten over it, but it, the, yeah. the, whole, the, the whole story is it's a good point because Kevin Smith is that unique celebrity where you're like, well, of course Kevin Smith hurt my feelings because he's such a friendly guy. You feel like you know the motherfucker because he's so yeah. friendly. But for a while, I told CJ, I was like, you know what, dude? I really would like to not talk about Kevin for a while because, like, why are we boosting the motherfucker up? Why are we sucking his dick? Why do we have a podcast <laughs> where we're making him like feel better about himself? His, his exact yeah. words to me were, "He doesn't need our help to improve his celebrity." Yeah, you know? he, he's already got. He he already does half the podcast on the planet. Why the fuck do we need to? Do, we need to worry about ourselves. But, and then, like, it was a week later. Yep, Kevin like something else that I posted or something akin to that. And I just, and it made me look like an asshole. It made me look like I was, you know, flipping a bitch and being like, Oh, Kevin Smith didn't like my shit. To be fair, he still didn't like my shit. And he still didn't <laughs> like the thing that I, we still don't, you know, we still don't know if he got the t-shirt. We have no clue, you know? He, well, Rico, the, re the reason you need to, like I said earlier, you needed to lose your job and turn 40, and then he would have liked your tweet. But I mean. Okay, so I got to wait another fucking what? What is that? 12 more years. Yeah, 12 years, and then you got to get fired. So. 12, 12 more years, get fired, then he'll tell me that, oh, yeah, that shirt? Uh, no, not anymore. 
Well, like, yeah, and, that, and that's the point too, Ashley. Is unfortunately, we don't know if he ever got it. You know, so and that and maybe we can find out. Well, that'd trying. be awesome. But like, yeah, if you can find out. Um, and again, the, I'm not asking for special treatment as a fan. Mm. I just want that closure. You know what I mean? By the way, welcome back, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Um, that was a long shit. Yeah. <laughs> how many I, how many rolls of toilet paper did you go through, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> I used paper towel rolls, my friend. Talk talk about toxicity. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> you must have some serious plumbing problems in many in many ways. That's why I just go right outside. <laughs> you just walk the dog and take a shit at the same time. I walk myself. You walk yourself. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, look, we, we know you guys got to go. I got to go. But I do want to uh, have one final thing because we could talk. Another debate is which is the worst fan base. <sighs> but my thing is that the best thing and the worst thing that's ever happened to Star Wars is the fans. Star Wars wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for the fandom. And it's also been now a, thing. a bad thing like yeah yeah mark hamill said this thing he said you know i will never forgive what the fans did to jake lloyd like luke skywalker himself was like i'm grateful for what you guys did for my career but you guys ruined a kid's fucking childhood right like, and that, that goes hand in hand with the bullying yeah that we discussed earlier um but also it because of that toxicity, they was like it was like four or five actors have gotten have left social media. Jar Jar not Banks. Just, not just the, the you know back in the nineties with um. Before it was real social media. Before they were, yeah, before it was real social media. I mean that was in person. That was like you know in in the the poor kid's face, you know. But this was now it's like you're kicking people off their their way of promoting themselves. Right. Their platform to have their career right half their job is to sell the movie that they just spent you know six months a year whatever doing and themselves and themselves you know every actor wants to be light so that they can get the next job you know jake lloyd you know he was a child and and i i mean when i first saw episode one i was a kid too i was eight years old when that movie came out so but even then, I still was like, yeah, he's not a very good actor. But it doesn't matter. Like You didn't go out of your way to shit on him, though, either. Like no. You didn't go out of your way to attack him. No. I mean, I hated the character of Jar Jar, but I would, but like Ahmed Best like contemplated numerous times suicide. Yeah. That, that's, this is, that, that, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem if someone, because of a, a, a fan base reaction a large group of people's reaction that you want to kill yourself and that is a huge problem this is this could be like another two-parter you know oh no i i think i think this this conversation needs to yeah i think this conversation definitely needs to continue at another time not because of anything but just because there's so much more still to say joe unfortunately you had to step away briefly and you and i are both wrestling fans i will bow to your fandom over mine and I know you're way more into it than I am but I I think I can still discuss the fandom portion of it you know at least enough with you that there's that whole world and you talk about toxicity Rico just to tie it all together like 
that's a real toxic area, I think, you know, for fandom. Especially, now it's getting, without getting into the whole thing, with the new women's revolution and everything that's going on recently in WWE, it's getting better. But for decades, it was terrible, you know. It's so bad. I mean, I've, I've heard stories about some of, uh, um, I don't want to name drop any of the talent, but I know of some of the female talents that have pulled from certain autograph appearances or whatever promotion appearances because of like stalkers practically like, yeah because like warnings from stalkers or whatnot or messages that they got and they were just like yeah no and at last minute or the day before that name gets filled by like a male talent like kane will come in or they'll just pull someone else and everyone's like ah, oh, what the fuck just happened Right, right, and then we'll 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 deep dive into another time, Rico. If I did, if I cut off your point, I apologize, but I thought you would kind of finish well, what you're saying. My actually, I have a question for because I'm not a wrestling fan, and I but I'm smart enough to know that it's it's amped up. Like wrestlers will have a rivalry, and they want the fans to choose a side. Mm-hmm. And my question is, is that is that a disservice that like? Hey, if you like Triple H over The Rock, or I'm just na- I don't again I don't know. No, you I'm you're about. good. Yeah, good. Um, good pull so far. Do you, thank you. Um, do you think the wrestler it can be considered at fault for having such rivalry against you know against one fan base of a wrestler against another? Joe, can I can I take an attempt at that before you do? Because I know I know you have yeah, something yeah. intelligent to say, but I I thought I would. You know, Rico, what I know about it is, and that not all the wrestlers who have these rivalries actually have rivalries. There are some guys that just don't like each other, and that's any, to your point from earlier, Ashley, that's any time you get a group of people together. Sometimes people just aren't going to get along. But there are some wrestlers that are actually close friends, but these rivalries are written into these storylines, and as such, they don't get to... You know, it, 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 it's a double-edged sword because it causes what you're talking about, Rico. But that's yeah. but that's my question, whether they actually genuinely hate each other or it's just in the script. They still amp it up yeah. for the show. Right. It's, that was like, um, who was who just who was it? Uh, it was Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. No, no. Marty Jannetty. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. It was that it was that one where Shawn Michaels uh, kicks him in the face, wasn't it? That was Jannetty. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was Marty Jannetty a long time ago when he split with his partner. No, but that was that was, was all part of the storyline. Yeah, and he threw him through the glass. No, that was the other. No, it was the other one. He, he did it again. Well, to, on the, on he retired Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Ric Flair was Ric Flair. Yeah, he re- um, retired. And, and, he, and he literally right before he, he kicked was or was it? Ric oh, he Flair? said yeah. He said I love he you. Said, I love yeah. you. Yeah, and then kicked Ric Flair in the face. Yeah, like they felt- like they loved each other as like friends, <clears throat> but just for the sake of views and yeah, you know all that stuff. But the Marty Jannetty the- line would fall more into like yeah, what he well, was saying, though. I'm saying like, right, but like you know that's where they really behind the scenes were like like very good friends, but for the sake of storyline, and that's where he broke that right right before he kicked him, Ric Flair. Yeah. He broke. Um, character yeah. and and uh, and joe I, obviously I do this and boom obviously it takes a deeper dive than we have time for at this point but like to your point with the marty Jannetty thing like michaels was the villain in that story and yet Jannetty mm-hmm. took most of the the hatred it felt like after the Big after time. the fact that, that's exactly when that the night his career died yeah exactly and and that wasn't his fault and and 
to a degree. It wasn't even Michaels' fault. It was the script. It was the storyline. It's just how the story went. Yeah. It happens to a lot so, of guys, unfortunately. But to Rico, your point with the toxicity, yeah, and, and specific fandom that, like, wrestling and Star Wars are very similar in that regard, that, that you have these people that are that passionate about what's happening that it can drive to those moments, you know? But I don't mean a stereotype, so excuse me if I do, but I would, in my own mind, imagine wrestler fans can be more violent about their point than a Star Wars fan being like, no, dude, Han shot first. Get it through your fucking head. Well, right, and Whereas, that's and that's why I mentioned can. earlier that... <laughs> they, they, they can, and normally what... At least from what I've seen, especially at like live events or just through the grapevine of knowing wrestling fans of, of all shapes and sizes and ages is usually the ones that can be violent are the the ones that still real to me damn it you know what i mean like you can't yeah. you, you can't no matter how much you explain like how it really is that like there's no explaining to them then those are usually the ones that like will throw a half thing of soda at the wrestler when they're walking just because they right. gave the finger or they hit the guy that they like or whatever it's it's usually the ones that don't understand like what the whole story is i i think i think right now we have a lot more we need to say but uh, unfortunately time in life doesn't allow us to i think we put a pin in this conversation no pun intended and we pick this up and continue it so right now i'm gonna say to ashley and joe thank you for coming back on potescue i mean it, it it both times that i've gotten to talk to you i know rico really wasn't here for the first one for reasons that are you know what they are i was fucking sick i'm giving you yeah i i'm with you ashley the sick um no bullshit i no cj knows that i get sick very easily all he does and he was all kidding aside he was but pulling your leg um but we'd love to have you back and i'd love to behind you what a fan you are i'd love to i'd love to continue this this conversation because i think there's a lot more that still needs to be said and and joe unfortunately like i said you didn't get to contribute to it earlier for because you had a other engagement um so we'll come back we'll bring this up and we'll keep going rico finishes off be nice to jake lloyd he's gone through some shit cj here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podesky is a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, bigheadsmedia.com, and follow them on Twitter, at Big Heads Media. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podesky, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for our work via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon.
Ask you.